<laughs> I'm still ready. <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> my name's Kat. This is my best friend Sierra, and this is All the Things. <laughs> oh goodness, Dougie, Dougie. I can't. I'm like sideways. A, A. I can't do it. I do I'm... have. I have some sort of moves, but that didn't. That... That didn't look like I did. I really do. I really have dance moves once upon a time. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Okay, okay. <clears throat> this episode is not about our dance moves. Not yet. Facts. Coming um, soon. <laughs> but I did want to talk about passions mm-hmm. and our careers because our passions became our careers. Okay. Um and what prompted this subject was you have been talking with two different people about um, their next steps in life, essentially. Yeah. You have one person wanting to, um, I'm sorry, one person graduating and trying to figure out if they want to go to college or not. And you have another person just looking for a new career. But both of them essentially are looking for what their passions are <laughs> um, in life, I guess. Right. Um, so um, you, what were the three questions that you um, asked them or people in general? Because you said that we had this conversation and I don't remember that like at all. Um, so, but yeah, what was the three questions that you asked them? So when I encounter people who have questions about their, their next steps in how do I know what to do, or I've just been doing the same thing for a long time and I know it's not what I want to do or what I feel led to do, but I just don't know where to go. There's so many options. And in that, like, yes, correct. And so the first question I always ask is what fills your soul? What encourages you, inspires you? What fills you up? That when you do this or you participate in this, it creates this like feeling of purpose. The second thing is I say, look at your gifts. What are your gifts? What are your spiritual gifts? What are your personality traits? Um, Where do you thrive? And so I think it's really important that um, as individuals, because we're all made differently and we thrive in different environments and with different things, that we look at our gifts. And if we are an introvert and an extroverted career, that can be very draining. Um, if we are not good with social skills, but we are in a sales position, that might not be <laughs> it, <laughs> right? Um, and so that's the second thing that I ask. And then the third thing that I ask is what uh, maybe hurts your heart or what makes you angry? Usually what really causes a response in our hearts um, creates the... Um, the avenue to what we're most passionate about and where we're called to be. So if someone is super passionate about um, 
or human trafficking makes them very angry that it just there's a a response and it makes them so angry usually people go into careers that fight human trafficking mm-hmm. um, or if there are people who love to travel and who love Jesus and want to spread the word and they have their spiritual gift is evangelism and they um, they love to travel and they love new things and to experience culture um, but also what makes them angry is um, you know starving children in Africa or in other countries and um, and so usually those kinds of people would probably become missionaries or things like that and so it's just like using um, the things that you know fill you up and create a purpose in you um, weighing what you're good at and what you're not and being honest with yourself about what you are good at and what you're not and then um, what makes you angry or what creates an emotional response when something happens or um, something that really just irks you that causes you to want to fight for that. Yeah. Yeah. When, when you were telling me about these two different people, I was like, oh man, I've been in both of those spots. I don't know that you have necessarily, cause you kind of stepped right into your passion, but I don't really know that for sure. Kind did of. You, did you? <clears throat> well, kind of. So I was initially, my career changed a couple of times. Um, I did end up going into music, but um, after I wanted to be an SVU detective, shout out to Olivia <laughs> Benson, um, after wanting to do that and realizing that I'm a more sensitive person and I feel things really deeply, I felt like it would be a lot to handle. And I thought about being a firefighter for a while. I thought about being a cop for a while. You thought about what? Yeah. What? And then I was, then I thought about the army for a while. Huh? Girl. No. People did not. <laughs> listen, I it's was going to put these traps. <laughs> it's a trap. I was going to put these traps to work. <laughs> they call me traps, y'all. If you don't know me, they call me traps. I don't know how I have strength that I do. I don't even say, hey, can you help me lift She's something like, anymore? I'm like, hey, yo, traps. traps. <laughs> Engage the traps. I come over here. I don't know. I don't understand. I just don't get it because it's not like I work them out or anything. But yeah, so I thought about going to the army in a while, partially because um, I wasn't for sure sold on where I wanted to go, but also yeah. I really like I wanted to do my time. I knew it was an admirable career, but then I also at the time. I was told that they would pay for schooling and uh, yeah. I didn't know how I was going to pay for schooling. And, um, and so I was like, well, then at least I can like serve my country and do something great and like whatever, whatever, and really challenge myself. And then I was, once again, I'm a more sensitive person. I feel things deeply and I didn't want to like lose my personality. Like I, I didn't want to change, be altered in that way. Um, yeah. cause I didn't know what I was getting into. I didn't know what I was going to see. And I know that th- those kinds of experiences do change. Um, and, um, so yeah, so it was going to either be music or cosmetology just because I was always like, Oh yeah. I was just good at those things, I guess. Like I just picked them up easy. Yeah. And so being a girl, I'm like, well, if I can watch a few videos and do someone's nails or like do the girly things, like whatever. And I just really didn't want to go to school, if I'm honest. I just <laughs> didn't want to continue in school. And cosmetology school was much, you know, I was good at it. And it was um, only like six to nine months. And it was way cheaper than college. Yeah. And my mom said, Sierra, like, 
not everyone's gifted with a voice like yours and like not everyone's gifted with music. And, um, this is a special gift. And, you know, if you want to do cosmetology, you can do it down the line. You can do it at any time. And she's, she's right. You can get your cosmetology license anytime, which is a really nice thing about cosmetology school is you can pick it up as a passion anytime, Mm -hmm. um, which is nice. But she was like, you have scholarships, you have money and stuff. So go ahead and like, go into music and initially I was only going to college I wanted to perform on cruise ships and you don't even need a degree for that but I wanted to cultivate my gift and have a degree under my belt because I just didn't know where life was going to lead and I didn't want to have nothing yeah um, and so I did music my music degree did change a couple of times but yeah so I didn't initially really know I fell in love with music in sixth grade but I didn't actually know where I'd end up today sure. no idea until I went to college for music and decided to do that. Yeah, no, I totally get that. I got all set up for nursing school. No, not nursing school. I was about to say. No, 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 no. Uh, To be an x-ray tech. That's what it was. What? Yeah, you didn't know that? No. (laughs) Yeah, I got all set up. Shut up. Through our community college. You've been lying to me. This is all a lie. No, it's not a lie. (laughs) I just forgot some details. (laughs) How do you forget? It was a past life, man. I don't know. That was not part of your testimony in the last episode. No. um, X-ray tech. X-ray tech, yeah. I was like... making that money. And and you know what? That was the issue, though. That, That was really the issue. I was looking at just the money and what could get me through and just... That, that was just it, just looking at the money. And you're like, this would be a cool job. Yeah, like and X-ray. I was like, oh man, x-rays, that would be actually a cool job. Or um, the gas people. Excuse me? Yeah, no, not... No, like... <laughs> <laughs> Wrong gas. <laughs> yeah, well, you just said McDonald's. <laughs> Hey, don't be telling my secrets like that. <laughs> the uh, anesthesiologist. Oh, is that how you say that? Girl, yes. Hopefully I did. Uh, said it right. They, but, <clears throat> they make bank. Yeah, I was looking at both of those, and I got all set up through Northwest uh, Community College back home. Wow. And I don't remember exactly what happened or what the switch was. It might have been. Um, my friend Alicia was like, is this really what you want to go for? Cause I know, uh, my, our band director, she's a teacher and she's like, our band director went to Capitol in Columbus and it was like a whole music degree. And let's just see what that school has to offer. And I'm like, Alicia knew I get, listen, she knows a lot. Ugh, she should be knowing. She, Before she, anyone else knows, she just be knowing. Yes. She knows everything. She got a superpower with the Lord. She really does. Um, so I was like, all right, whatever. But I, I kind of feel like my mom kind of said the same thing. Like, is this really what you want? And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. I want six figures. That's what you're yeah, saying. That, I I'm want like, six yep, figures. Yep, this is what I want. And... uh she probably knew at that time too that I wasn't going to listen to anything that she had to say. We all better know. <laughs> you still don't listen. No, not in a bad way. You just you stubborn, you know. This is all factual and just rude. <laughs> but I mean, 
you you're a person that you have to find out for you, like yeah. for yourself. And I I'm very much like that in my own way. But yes, like but yeah, for sure. But I, I have my people now. I have people now. Then I had my one person that could like say anything and everything to me. And I'm just like, okay, I understand what you're saying. So that was Alicia for me. She's like, let's just see what capital has to offer. So we looked into it and I'm like, no, I don't want to be a teacher. That's not my cup of tea. (laughs) (laughs) Oh baby. No, (laughs) just, just no. And oh, you'd be the cute little teacher though. I wouldn't be able to. No, absolutely not. Anyways. So then I just started looking into the music technology is what it was. And I'm like, I literally have no idea what this means. But from the videos that I see on YouTube, sounds cool to me. Whatever. Let's apply. But did you, were you already running sound? Were you already doing media stuff that you enjoyed? No. You kind of just picked it on a whim just because it looked cool. Yeah. And because Alicia was like, hey, try this out. Yeah. You're making a mistake. I, <laughs> yeah, basically she's like, listen, kid, no. Um, no, I wasn't doing any of that. I was a drummer for the church. Hmm. And I was like, I love music. I was playing piano all the time at the church. Anything music related, I was listening to it. I was playing it. Like, I that was my cup of tea. And... At one point, I did want to be an actual, like, traveling musician, and then I looked into Capitol for that, and it was like, you have to X, Y, and Z, all of this stuff, and I said, "Mm -mm. mm-mm, you got to be, like, really good for all of these things, and I I said, I can try out, but I know that I'm not going to get in for that, so I found my passion after picking a degree I literally had zero idea about. Except for like some videos on YouTube that they had posted. And here we are now. Wow. And you kept that all the years. Yeah. But in college, it switched because I thought I was going to do recording engineering. And then I found out that I really don't like (laughs) recording people. Like it's just not my... There's a whole, like, science behind recording. You mean in the studio? In the studio, yes. Correct. There's a whole science. I am a very simple person. Like, give me a mic, I'll set it up, whatever, I'll record you. But to do all the little technical things... Full band masterpieces. uh -uh, Uh-uh. Yeah. No, don't like it. But what I do like is mixing music. Give me the whole session and I will mix it for you. I will do it. And I I didn't know that was a thing until after being in college. Because you have mixing engineers, then you have mastering engineers, which I've been recently looking up videos for that. That's a whole science in itself. Right, right. It's crazy. Yeah, because there's a lot of studios when I even was going to record in college that it was like you paid this much and that was just mixing and then it had to be sent off yeah. to a master technique. I'm like, you don't do both? <laughs> and no. like, I just didn't like recognize. I that. try to do it all. It doesn't work out like that. I was watching a video earlier today about your passion, finding your passion. Well, not really finding your passion. It was kind of more on the knowing your passion and figuring out what energizes you. I have a lot of passions. I have passion for music. I have a passion for video. I have a passion for 
photography. But I'm trying to figure out which one of those gives me the most energy because I want to go full force in that. So you said you all you always knew kind of what your passion was? Um, I mean, I always knew that I loved music, but it only started in sixth grade because you have to like pick an instrument. Oh, yeah. And you join choir for the first time. Like before that, there's music class. But other than music class, there's not like, I mean, you're playing the recorder. It's just like, and I mean, I was a beast at the recorder. I hated the recorder. Actually, I really don't even know. I probably sound like a dying goat. <laughs> but I was a beast. I'm just kidding. It's my, and I just be false confidence. <laughs> you know how like dudes are like, yeah, I was the best basketball player ever. And they like didn't even play. <laughs> That's kind of how I just felt in that moment. But uh, I know I played the recorder and I know that I learned hot cross buttons and we all learned hot cross. Buns. I know, but I like learned it. You know, what, what did you play? The clarinet. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I still got two of them. Yeah, so I played the clarinet. I also wanted to play the violin, and then I joined choir. But in school, you could only pick two. You couldn't do all three. And so I joined choir, and I loved it. And in eighth grade, I wasn't going to do it because there was a director shift. And at the time, I was like the worst student ever to that director, and um, which now I literally love her. But I was like not a good student to her. And it's because my seventh grade director went to the high school where I was going to be in a year. But mm -hmm. I like threw a fit and like... 12-year-old Sierra was not having it. But um, I knew I loved choir and... Um, I loved singing and I loved music in general, but I knew that I didn't want a career in the clarinet because I actually wasn't that good. <laughs> and um, I was terrified every time George Edge came down the line. I was like, don't make me play it in front of the whole band. Like, it ain't good. But in two ways. Um, <laughs> so I knew I loved music, but sometimes you just have to know what you're good at and what you're not good at. Like, I can love music, but clarinet was not it. And so it would have been a disservice to other things if I would have just dove into something that I couldn't come to terms with that I wasn't good enough at. Does that make sense? Like, I feel yeah. like there's people who dive into things. And, like, I think it's important to be very, like, real with ourselves, have big dreams for sure. But, like, it would have been a disservice to my voice if I would have pursued the clarinet just because I, was, I wasn't as developed in the voice, but I... Um, I was developing the voice and I enjoyed that a lot more and I had a calling more on that. Like I could get better at the clarinet, but it just didn't, like you said, it doesn't give me like a reaction or response. It didn't like create a purpose inside of me. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, it was great for the time that I was that and it developed my musical skills. It helped me a ton, like band really helped me as a leader. Um, and it was the best thing that ever happened. Like I would say band developed me more as a leader. Um, but I know that the choir program, like I loved my director and she really instilled like the passion for music. Um, but even then I didn't know what I wanted to do with music. Um, I knew that I didn't want to teach in a school. And that's the second question that I talked about earlier is like, what are you good at? What are you not good at? Which way do you thrive? And I know that I'm not a morning person and I think we probably talked about it. <laughs> no, you're not. I am not a morning person. Mm -hmm. And get you this gotta girl be, some coffee. You got to be at the school at like 7 a.m. 
No. You'd be you'd be like, so can we push that to like 9 30, 10 o'clock? I'd be like, choir classes cannot start until fourth <laughs> period. Like they just cannot. And I knew that I loved choir, teaching choir, but I just had such a passion. Like I really had a passion for um and I really still love, love, love show choir. Um I loved after college going back and ending up being an assistant director to show choir. Like I love, love that so much. Um, and I love those kinds of things because I have a big passion for contemporary music and, um, just like in general, I just have an appreciation for all types of music, but in all of it, like I knew I loved music, but I really had to do the deep digging of what I, what makes me thrive. And so it was musical theater. It was contemporary music. And that's what I thrived in, which makes sense why I love show choir. Cause it's the contemporary music and it's combining my love of singing and choir and dancing and all of that with my, uh, my passion for contemporary music. So, but when I got to college, I, like I said, I was only going just to have a degree to develop my skills so that I could perform on a cruise ship. And I had auditioned for Royal Caribbean anyways. And because I was like relearning everything, like there was so much I still didn't know. And they were like, Hey, like we think you have a lot of potential. We just need you to keep working on it and come back. Um, and I never did go back and audition again because right after I graduated college, I went straight into starting a business. And so I never really did fulfill that dream. But when I got to college, my degree and the only reason I really ended up at Bellhaven was because I was searching for a degree and only six schools in the country at the time had this degree and it was a bachelor of music so the it would technically be a BM in musical theater so the emphasis was musical theater all other schools were a bachelor of theater so it was mostly theater in musical theater so you had a little bit of music and I wanted a oh. soul music degree yeah. with an emphasis in musical theater to help develop me for cruise ship. And so I got there and that was still kind of a newer program and I just didn't feel like it was for me. So then I changed my major and um, I was like, you know what? I do have one of my spiritual gifts is teaching. My other one's administration. My other one's encouragement. And so like those are my top gifts. And I had always kind of like gone for leadership positions and stuff but I ended up going through the teaching thing once again realizing that I am not a 7 a.m person I do not thrive nor would anyone else around me thrive at 7 a.m <laughs> um you know I was starting to explore other options and I went into trying to they were developing a um, bachelor of music um in teaching degree they didn't have that they had it for instrumental not vocal and that was its own thing so um, I did all the education classes and I was supposed to get my education degree um, but with it being a new program I was going to need to stay an extra semester and I don't love school that much I loved Bellhaven but I was already six figures in debt with them and um, the last semester is just student teaching and if I knew that I didn't want to work in a school Um, So I did all the courses, but I decided to just get a Bachelor of Music um, and dive deep into what I do today. And here we are. Were you ever scared to step into this music life? No, I wouldn't say I'm a very fearful person in general. Um, I think the main thing was a lot of people... When you say you're going into music, they're like, there's no money there. The money's inconsistent. You're not going to make enough money. And I can tell you right now that that's not true. Like, 
if you're going for a performance degree and all you want to do is perform and that's your only thing that you're ever going to pursue, then I, I could see what, how that could be an issue just because if there's not enough performance gigs or things like that, um, especially like COVID, then COVID happened, like yeah. you didn't get to perform at all. And I know a lot of my musicians really struggled that were in bands, but they had a separate job so that they could gig, you know? Um, but yeah, I think it was just the pessimism of other people or it's like, why would you go into music? Like, you're just a singer. Like, you can sing on the side, go get a real career. <laughs> and um, and I think that's just disrespectful in general. I think it disrespects people's gifts. But also, um, I think it's important to, like, only pursue music if it's really your passion. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a lot of people that would really thrive in a great career. And the good thing about music is that you can do it on the side. And so I would say if you want to go be an anesthesiologist or something (laughs) and that's something that you're really passionate about, you can still gig on the weekends or you can still write on the weekends. And so you have to have a lot of drive in that and you really have to be set apart musically and you have to set yourself apart and keep developing that. Um, And you're right. There's no guarantee, but there's also no guarantee in any job that there's an opening and whatnot. And so I think it's just important. That's where we talk about like knowing yourself and, um, and just knowing if that's really it, like, could I have done cosmetology for sure? Could I have done well in it? I'm sure, you know, like it could have been fine, but I don't think it would fill me and fuel me. Um, and I don't think I'd be, I know that I wouldn't be as passionate about it, but then teaching, I've been teaching for seven years now and I literally love it. Yeah. Even when it's a lot of work, it's so worth it. And I just love it and it fuels me and it just makes me feel like I'm part of something bigger and greater and I'm impacting the, you know, those around me. And, and so, no, I wouldn't say that I stepped in with fear. I think it was just pessimism of other people of like, it kind of is like they're indirectly looking down on you because you're going into music instead of a real career. Like they would be more impressed if you're like, I'm going for nursing yeah but oh, like you wow. don't want me as your nurse I don't really like yeah. blood and all of that like I just no. I don't do needles so like <laughs> you would hate for me to be your nurse and if I'm in a bad mood then I'm not even nice to be with like I wouldn't be thriving as a person and you wouldn't be thriving as my patient so <laughs> like let's be real you know and so even if nursing is more admirable in your sight like it doesn't mean that my passion is any less great you know um and we all are making a difference with our passions and we all need, we're all relevant in that. So I wasn't scared. Were you scared? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, okay. If you haven't listened to episode three, go back and listen to it. But I live in fear <laughs> and currently live in fear. What? Oh yeah. I was scared. It oh. was like a 50, 50 thing of like people being excited for going in the music uh, career or oh really that's what you want to do how how do you see that making it work for the rest of your life Yeah, how can you support yourself with that kind of career and I had no answers because even in college I didn't know what path I was gonna do I'm like okay mixing love it how do I make that my career it didn't make any sense to me and it wasn't until I found um, the, the internship in doing live sound that really, really 
how do you say it? Fueled, fueled you. Yeah. Gave me energy, whatever. That, um, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah. Live mixing in a room with a bunch of people around you and that right there. Mm. Oh my gosh. It gives me so much <laughs> energy. It fuels my heart. She literally loves it. Yeah. Like, she's like, forget this recording stuff. Like I'll mix your stuff. Just send me the files. But if I can like be at the event and mix your sound for you, like mm-hmm. she thrives. She loves yes. it. She walks around the room. She's got a little iPad. Yes. Like she, she bougie. <laughs> but yeah, she loves doing love live it. sound. Like, so would you say you're still, still scared? Uh, No. Not now. I mean, I was scared for, what, five, six years, and I ignored my passion. But now that I've, like, stepped into it, there's a lot more opportunities that I didn't see um, or maybe was even willing to see, like, oh, this is a part of it, too. Um, I love what I'm doing now. And what – tell the people. What are, oh. you, what are you all doing now? What am I doing now? Yeah. Um I am mixing on Sundays a live stream for a local church here. And all the rest of the days, I work at Crosslink (laughs) and here, here, here (laughs) at Crosslink and doing social media stuff. I'm getting into videos and photography. Um, So I really love that, too. I just like being creative, but I feel like I'm in a creative slump right now, too. But when you're out of your creative slump, like, you do cool things for sure. But yeah, now you're doing a podcast. You mix that. You're helping mix other podcasts. Yeah, which two you're other really, podcasts. Yeah, which you're really passionate about podcasts, too. Like, you think that's super fun. Not just mm-hmm. being in one, but kind of making that, making that come together. Um, we did an event last month. Photography and video. Listen, let's talk about that event real quick. Oh, okay. Because it ties into this. Because I was thinking about all of these different things. Really, what fuels my heart, what energizes me. And I thought back to two weeks ago. One, I was mixing live, so that's already... (laughs) Thriving. Thriving. But it was more of a great reminder to me just in the sense of like oh I I just love doing I love doing all of this media work because in the in the moment I'm like oh do I really love doing all of this did I make the right decision that has been my fear recently did I make the right decision I did I will say that yeah it was like a reminder yes I love that so now so you started your business but for a while, you didn't pursue your passion. Mm-mm. And um, we talk about that in episode three as well. And so then you had the opportunity to, I mean, you were mixing at the other church. And then you came on at Crosslink. And um, and so now you do all of these things. How would someone, I mean, I'm sure there are other people who maybe are in there their careers right now and it's like they're having that same question of like did I make the right decision like how do you know so going back to truth and remembering the whys of um of why you wanted to go into the career like for me it was the big um the big turning points and um 
just remembering the love that I have for all of it. And I guess just to not be fearful, like for me, the Lord gave me these passions and the love for music. And it, it's been easy for me to forget all of that. But also remembering to go back to that. Yeah, for sure. So for you, um, you have chosen vocal coaching. How did you get to that? Um, so I actually was going to stay in Mississippi and I didn't want to leave Mississippi. And I was at the time in a super toxic relationship that I didn't see how toxic it was. Mm -hmm. Um, and there was an internship there at the church and I really wanted to be part of that. And it was, I still just love that church. Every time I visit Mississippi, I go there and, um, my college pastor had said, Hey, you should really apply. We have this residency where they pay for everything and like coming out of college to have something that like oh, yeah. they pay for everything and they mentor you. And it's at a church that you love and it like gives you opportunity and connections. And I was so excited about it. And, um, he really encouraged me to apply and said, I'd be great for it. Um, and it was a worship internship. And at the time I didn't know that worship was a calling on my life, had no idea. If I had known that worship, if I had somehow maybe been more attentive to the Holy Spirit or just like if I had clarity in that area, then I probably wouldn't be here right now in general. And I probably would have been in that toxic relationship and I probably would have married that person and I probably would be divorced from that person yeah. by now. And I don't even believe in divorce, but it just would have been a really, really difficult thing. And I think the program would have been great and I would have loved to do that. Uh, but at the time, I also was interviewing for a job to be an admissions counselor. And this is where um, in this th this discussion of purpose is really important because there are a lot of careers that you could probably do well, that we could probably do well. Yeah. And could I answer the phone? Could I talk to people and give tours? Do I have good social skills? Am I lively and like, yeah. you know, social? And can I, um, am I organized? Do I do computer work well? Sure. <laughs> Those are things that we all have our skills if we look at what we could do. Could yeah. I arrive at 8 a.m.? It'd be awful, but yes. Like, if I had to do it. And um, and so it's not that I couldn't be a great admissions counselor. Could I have done it? Yes. Could I have been a cosmetologist? Yes. But I think it's really important that we don't look at all the things we could do. I think when searching for passions, it's really important. Like, we have to find really what um, what is the deep call that creates a deep purpose in us that we thrive, that not only others thrive around us, but that we thrive too. And so it's not in a selfish thriving, like I just want more money, like get behind me peasants. It's like, you know, what can I do to better those around me and better the world around me, but also better me as a person. And so long story short is that I didn't end up in Mississippi. My, uh, vocal coach back here, she lives, um, she lives up North and she was like, Hey, you know, it's hard to get down to Grove city. And it's, um, I have a lot of different schools that I'm in. And so can I give you your, like, give you the students that I have from your high school, which I always loved my high school as my alma mater. Right. And 
So that's how I started teaching. And she had kind of given that opportunity of like, hey, if you wanted to coach, I could give you some of my students just because I need to let go of some. And that's just far to get there and yada, yada, yada. So it was in the back of my mind. And so when all other doors fell through and like they had shut, um, which is how the Lord speaks to me is through open and shut doors. And I know we talked in the other podcast about how the Lord speaks to you yeah. and the Lord speaks to me through open and closed doors. And so all other doors had closed. And when I chose Bellhaven, all other doors had closed. Like that was the one school that I had scholarships. I had gotten into the music program that I wanted and granted I did audition for some really difficult music schools but also like there was just so much peace and there's different ways that the Lord has orchestrated and confirmed the call through those open doors something as simple as you know making me feel at home and closing the other doors to the other schools it's not that I wasn't in them it just all the all the things um all the doors open when it came to Bellhaven and then when I got when I was leaving Bellhaven, all the doors shut and I'm like, but Lord, no, like I need to stay in Mississippi. And the Lord's <laughs> like, abort mission. And so like he shut all the doors and I knew that I had this opportunity back here and I knew that it would, enti- it would allow me to create my own schedule, which means I didn't have to wake up at 8 a.m. That Ooh. I would get to be back at my old high school, which I loved yeah. really. Uh, and that was where I really fell in love with music was at the Grove City and where I was challenged to be a leader at Grove City and just all these different things. And so um, I loved that. And that kind of confirmed that. But yeah, so here we are. And I love teaching. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. So what's your favorite part of your job? Like, what's your favorite, like, it just reminds you every time why you do this? I feel like there's so many. Because I, I do a lot of different things. It's not just audio. Right. It's not just mixing. It's not just whatever. It's finishing the project, like a video project, we'll say. Finishing a project. And the person is just like, oh, my gosh, I love this so much. It tells the story, blah, blah, blah. So the affirmation of your good work, like that people appreciate your work. Yeah, that sounds kind of bad, though, when you say it like that. No, but I mean that you get affirmation that like what you did was quality and it was what they wanted. Like you made your customer happy. Yes. Like Christy's photos. I did a photo shoot with our friend Christy and her dog and she loved them. Just to know at the end of that, like, Christy really, really just loved the end product. Yeah, she she going to tell you about it for the next five yes. years. She will every time. <laughs> and then we'll go to her house and she going to have them hung. Yep. She'll be like, oh, my friend Kat, <laughs> she took them for me. Like, she'll tell everyone. Yeah. She'll tell the whole world. And it makes it worth it for sure. Yeah, and then with um, live mixing, it's not even the affirmation from someone like, oh, that sounded great. It is reading the room and just knowing that they're enjoying their time. Because, I mean, you can kind of tell whether they're enjoying the the quality of the sound or maybe that's just me because I'm an engineer in that case. Right, but, right. Um, Listen, the Lord, his presence is is not there unless it is the kick drum smacking you in the chest (laughs) or the bass like 
just hitting your your chest. I'm telling you, the Lord doesn't move unless it's that. Mm-hmm. That's biblical. <laughs> Search for it. It's in the book, Katerina. <laughs> Katerina 19.1. So that's your favorite part. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> What's your favorite part? Um. So for teaching, my favorite, 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 favorite part is um, when students get it and when they succeed. So like, especially if it's something that we've worked on you know, for a long time. Um, my assistant now, Sydney, she came in to vocal coaching and she had had a coach for, she had had multiple coaches for years Mm -hmm. and she just came in super constricted, which means you're like locking the breath and, um, her belt was very limited and things were just really tight and tense, but like she was trying to go for this sound, but her approach was just like the body was not responding and it was actually making that sound completely opposite of the way it could have. And so she was really defeated walking in the studio and she just worked really, really hard. And there were obviously lots of different steps that we had to move and adjust muscles, create new habits. And just to even get to the belt, we had to adjust with the, like deal with the jaw tension and the tongue tension and the larynx position. We had to like, there were steps to the process and like the goal was, I want to be able to sing healthily and not have my voice hurt and be gone after two seconds. And, but also like, and she's also leading worship as well and being developed in that way. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so you know, it just like to see it click and her to just sound so good and then to get chills. But also I love one of my favorite things is when students sing for me and when they're singing, all I can think about is where they were when they started the studio and they'll just be singing. And I'm just like, their voice is so free and their voice is so beautiful. Like, oh my gosh, you know, like, their voice, they, everyone has a beautiful voice. It's just some take more time to cultivate it than others. And you can have a beautiful voice. And it's just sometimes we are um, approaching it in the wrong way that like hinders the beauty of our own voice. Mm-hmm. And so like now she's building all these songs higher and higher. And I'm just like, who are you? Like, that's just crazy to me. And, um, And it's just so beautiful to see people smile and light up and be so excited and feel good about that their hard work has paid off. And so that's in teaching like that is the best thing ever is when I hear people sing and I just think back to where they were when they first started. Oh, it's like the best thing ever. (laughs) And to see them succeed on stage is like, yeah, phenomenal as well. And just to keep seeing progress over perfection is just phenomenal to me. That just fills my heart. So I love seeing people succeed and feeling good about it. And then in worship leading, I just love hearing people sing along. I love to to sing as one. And I love seeing people worship and have less distractions and whatnot. But um, I love, love, love developing worship leaders. That literally is probably like the ultimate call of my life that I just realized this last year. It combines my my vocal stuff with my leadership stuff and my worship leading stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love developing worship leaders, but in that I love developing my team and watching them grow and creating space for them to like step into something bigger and to like push them toward leadership and give them opportunity to grow as a leader and they step into it. Oh, 
heart full. Yeah. Life complete. Like, take me now, Jesus. Like, we're, that was great. That you know? was really cool to see from the worship night. Um, yes. Seeing these, seeing different people. Well, one. We'll tell them about the worship night for anyone who wasn't, didn't know about it. What was it? What was it? It was a worship night, but for what? It wasn't just like a cross-link worship oh, night. Oh, no, it was, um, so you held a worship night yeah. um, through Arise for your students. Correct. Um, one, to give them a platform, step into, what was it? Leading, step, yeah. Step into leading, yeah. Um, so that was really cool to see some of your students stepping into that, to yeah. that role, because not all of them get that opportunity right every every sunday right and it was just an opportunity to worship together which is the singing together right joining as one yeah that just oh already filled my soul but um it was so such a beautiful moment plus it's like it's so great to be on the journey with people and be like be able to like be that um encourager and supporter and like teacher and mentor like that's just so beautiful to watch people flourish oh literally one of my favorite things in the whole entire world and so that was really beautiful to watch people and give them the opportunity to like step into that. Yeah. That was beautiful. I loved it. It was really cool. Did I tell you I loved it? Cause I loved it. <laughs> it. It was a really awesome night. Did I tell you it's one of my favorite things? <laughs> Cause it is It like, Oh, there's just nothing like it. There's nothing like seeing other people step in and flourish. There's just nothing like seeing people shine. Yeah. And thrive. In general. Oh, you mean that in general? In in general, like think about someone who, when they are stepping into their calling, like there's nothing like seeing someone step in their calling. It doesn't matter if it's singing or not. Like my brother, killer coach. I love watching him coach. I love yeah. watching him play basketball too because he loves it. But like there is just nothing like seeing because that my brother has different gifts than me, mm -hmm. but he is a phenomenal coach and like seeing people thrive like it's it's so encouraging seeing people and their face like even grant was like when you talk about vocal nerd stuff like oh on your gosh. technique tuesdays that you post i literally just love watching them i don't care if they're 20 30 <laughs> minutes you're just your whole face is lit up and yeah. i think that that's another gauge that we'll kind of close with is like another gauge if you're thriving your passion like people can tell mm -hmm. and there's just a glow like you light up when you talk about this thing that you light up when you're learning about it that you are intrigued by it you're encouraged by it you want to keep learning more you never want to stop getting better at it um, and so if that's singing if that's coaching if that's learning things in data analysis or medical stuff like there's just nothing like seeing people thrive and I did I tell you I love it? Because I literally, it's, ah, see, it fires me up. Getting, just even thinking about people thriving in their gift. Yeah. And just lighting up. Ah, it's so good. Yeah. Amen. No, I get what you're saying. And Jesus, uh, one of my amen. favorite things is to watch you coach. Like for dress rehearsals and um, what's the Sunday one? Band, uh, the band rehearsal. Band rehearsal, yeah. dress rehearsal. Those are my favorite moments, even like recital day before. I don't know that you do this so much anymore, but before back in the day, you used to stand in the back and you would like 
I don't know, you did this thing with your hands where you're like coaching them through so that like, yeah. and, and you'd, you'd be in the back and you're like. <laughs> okay, wait. Oh, to it's be my fair, favorite. To be fair. Okay, that's valid. What, yeah, and what? so what I was doing is the students, because I was in, I was teaching younger students. They were uh, middle school and high school. <laughs> and now I'm like much more into the adults. So like our next recital in May is like, Mostly, like a lot of adults, a lot of uh, rock stars. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like half adults, half like high school. There's not as many young. But when I was starting out and stuff, I always stood in the middle aisle at the back. So I wasn't a distraction to anyone else. But the students had to see me because yeah. there was some sort of comfort. And they're like, we just need to see you like give me. And so my hand gestures that I do in the studio to let them know, like, hey, bring it forward or think up or lift here. Have fun. <laughs> loosen up. Like doing all I'm doing this things. whole thing. Thing because they needed they wanted like the comfort and knowing like I'm here with you like we're performing together like this is you and like you're not alone on that stage right and so yeah I would just dance with the band the whole time I'd give signals I'd help them just whatever would help them sing better like I'm rooting for you I'm your biggest cheerleader back here but yeah uh, listen I did she not loved know it. that you were I, I didn't realize at first that you were cheering them on, coaching them through. I literally thought you just were doing a dance routine in the back because <laughs> that's what it looked like. And I said, oh, right, it's thriving. Well, whatever. <laughs> you do you. <laughs> is no. this what coaching is? All right. <laughs> okay. That is. Yeah. They and, and so now I'm at the point where I'm like, you know, I still do it. I still stand at the back. I'm not in a position anymore to like oh, see it. I still stand in the back and there will be parents who know I stand in the back and they will turn and see, like, watch what I'm doing. Like <laughs> it, they do. Yeah. And they'll come up to me and they'll be like, oh, I just love watching you in the back. I'm like, you're not supposed to be watching me in the back. You're supposed <laughs> to be looking forward. Like, and so I, I stand in the back cause I don't want to be a distraction, but I want, pe I want students to feel safe and I want them to feel comfortable. And I do wait, I do less and less and less with every year that I teach yeah. and, um, get like the studio has gotten a lot more experienced singers and too and so um a lot of them just don't need me <laughs> but um well, yeah and that's fine like I love just sitting and enjoying it um yeah. and I'll be there if you need me to but I'm just making sure that everything's going smoothly and that I can support and if I need to do gestures then I'm not going to distract anyone from the performance yeah but yeah I mean that's what I'm saying like those moments you can tell I'm like thriving directing like, the band too directing the band oh get me hype that's yeah. like when I directed the show choir combo yep. oh my gosh that was like the most fun thing in the whole entire world like I loved it so much I I would do show choir combo band for yeah. the rest of my life if I could I love that I love seeing and directing people, show choir oh so I fun. love seeing people just thriving and yeah. And their passions. Yeah. And you would never see me light up like that doing hair. And it's not, and it, I love getting my hair done. My sister in law's a hairstylist. She's phenomenal, literally yeah. phenomenal. So good. And she loves it and she's passionate about it. Girl, do it. Like, yeah. I support you 110%. She is phenomenal. Like, she's just, she's so good. And I tell everyone to go to her. But for me, I just know that I wouldn't light up. I could do it. It would pay the bills. But money's just not enough. Like, mm. it, if I chose a different uh, career because I was more focused on the money, I could be miserable, but money fades yep. and things fade. And when I, when I leave this earth, whether it be tomorrow or in 50 years, I can't take it with me. I can't take money with me. 
I I can't take my body with me. All I can take is um, is my soul, and and the only thing I can leave is my legacy of the way that I use my gifts to encourage, to capture moments, yeah. to create moments, um, to encourage others to develop worship leaders, to um, impact someone's singing career and make them fall in love with music, like those things matter to me more than any amount of money. And so going into music was so worth it. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, you going into audio stuff was so worth it too. Yeah. Cause no. I think you create such good stuff. You do. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. I wasn't like, expecting oh! that. She does. That's why I hire her from all, all my events. And that's also why even when we weren't friends, I was seeking her out. I was like, Hey, yo girl. I said, nah, <laughs> She rejected no. me, but it's okay because she's back and now she does all my events. So you can catch Katarina in her sparkly <laughs> gold Arise gear with tech on the back because she got her own sweatshirt for it. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. That me. Because she's the best live audio engineer. Thank you. <laughs> she. I mean, I, I only hire people that like do good job, you know? Listen, they'll be trying to make cry now. Anyways, I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to say that the money part very important. Very important. So important. I chased money for several years and I can tell you that I am like way more happy than I was working at Menards, doing something I didn't like, receiving the money um that I thought I needed. It's just not all about money. Find your passion, have no fears, and just and step into them. And even if you do have fear, just step into it. Like, yeah. go to the facts. Like, this is what my gifts are, and I can thrive. I have good social skills, or I don't. Yeah, I like talking on the phone, or I don't. I work better in an office, or I work outside. I work better with my hands. I don't. I'm very strong and physical and I can do manual labor. I really can't do that. Yeah. You know, I am an extrovert. I'm an introvert. I'm very organized. I'm not organized. There's so many. You just ask yourself those questions. Am I or am I not? And then hone it down in. Yep. How yep. can I use my gifts to serve the world and leave a legacy? And if money comes with it, money comes with it. Yeah. Listen, even janitors make good money. Bus drivers make good money. Trash make like trash dudes. Yeah, they make they make bank. They make good money. And you know, and you're just lifting and getting swole by lifting some trash. <laughs> like you might smell a little bit, but that's okay. Like you'll make enough money that you can take a shower. Like you can buy enough soap. You can you can buy enough soap. <laughs> and so it's like if if cleaning up the food cafeteria is where you find purpose, there's no shame in that. Yeah. And if it pays your bills and you find deep purpose in that, then clean up that cafeteria with yeah. joy. Like, do that well. Do that with excellence. If being a teacher is what makes you thrive, do that. Whether in a school or whether you're like me and you're like, I really think I have something that's unique that could thrive in small business. If it's being a small business owner... It's hard. It's rough. Yes. It's a really slow start. Yes. And you have to Come have on. something filling the space and the time. And you might have to get a second job for a little bit of time until that flourishes. Mm -hmm. But try it. Go for it. And yeah. if it fails, it fails. There's a kajillion other jobs. Like, you know, you got to find what works for you. But if picking up trash cans 
knowing that you're cleaning up the community, yeah, do it. Do it with joy. Like you're not any less than a nurse. Like every job matters. Yeah. And um so find your passions. Thrive in those. Because the world needs you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right, friend, close us out. (laughs) Uh, Thanks, you guys, for listening and coming back for another episode. See y'all later. Hope you enjoyed.